Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book new or old and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week, I'm reading Headlopper, number 13 of Volume 4, published in 2020 by Image Comics. First, as usual, a little background information. Now, I had seen this comic on the shelves throughout the years, and I've seen it online here and there, but I never actually picked it up. I was already, I'm sure, spending way too much money on way too many comics, so I never picked this one up. I regret not picking it up before. This was, in short, a very enjoyable comic that I'm ashamed to admit I don't know anything about. I know it's an image comic. It is published quarterly, actually. This comic is listed as issue 13, volume 4, one of four. So kind of an odd delineation of the number. The Indicia simply states issue 13. So I'm not sure how they count all of that volume and all of that. But if there are if there's four quarters in a year, it makes sense to the one of four. So volume four. Has this been published for four years? Math, I don't know, you do it for me. It's also slightly more expensive than the usual comic. It's $5.99. Many image comics are very affordable at $2.99. Um, most Marvel and DC books are also around $3.99, $4.99. We're getting a lot of $9.99 books for a lot of anniversaries. So this one's at $5.99. Um, it, I think it's slightly longer than the than the average comic, so I guess that makes up for it. And so let's talk about it and the other aspects of the book. In general, the story is set in like a fantasy realm. It's like a Conan the Barbarian age, the Hyborian age, I believe, I guess. The back cover blurb says, Headlopper is like the Lord of the Rings if the Coen brothers had made it. And that's from Multiversity Comics. This is rated M for Mature. So it's it's like a cartoon net. I would say it's like a Cartoon Network version of Conan the Barbarian. That's my analogy. Let's get on with the review. All right, cover art. I got cover B, which is by Daniel Warren Johnson. It features the main character, the headlopper, at the top of a spiral tower, battling a variety of other warriors coming up to get him. Beautiful orange sky, wispy clouds, contrasted with the violence happening at the top of the tower. The headlopper is just slashing his sword and knocking two of these warriors, I think three, yeah, there's three of them actually, knocking three of them off of the tower with many more coming to be his fodder. In his other hand, he holds the severed head of the witch from a previous story. It is just an epic cover. The title of the book at the top in a black band with white text. I love this cover. It's a five out of five. Once you stop and look at it, you can hear the swords clashing, the grunts of effort. You can smell the blood dripping. There isn't any blood on the cover, but you know, two people are, two guys are getting stabbed, so of course there's blood. It's such a great contrast with the movement 
of the violence with the wispy clouds, the sunset background tones. Pay no attention, pay no mind about how is he going to get out of this predicament, but this cover just catches your attention compared to the other covers that are often very cluttered. If you stop and look at the details, there's a lot of detail. You can see the stonework and the and the individual panes of glass in the tower, but it's not cluttered like other types of comic covers are oftentimes. Five out of five. Interior art. We have a map of the world of Narshlan, where this takes place. And we see various places like the Borna Alid, the Korvac Nanama, the Dreadlands, etc. That's in black and white. We get a previously type of synopsis and a cool castle. That's in black and white. But then the rest of the book is in color. And in this style that I would call the Adventure Time, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim sort of style. It's very mannered, very cartoony. It's It leans towards what I would call the grotesque. Not in a negative way, of course, just in a term of this is not human. The main character is very muscular, but very cartoony. And so I think Andrew McLean on art duties and Jordi Belair on colors and Aaron McLean on on letters do a great job of creating this environment. I really believed this world. Even on this first issue that I ever read, I thought the visual world building was amazing from the initial adventure to retrieve the to retrieve a, a key that then awakens a monster to when the adventuring party enters the the bustling castle the metropolis to then moving to other parts of their adventure the world was built very well visually the colors are great we have pink skies contrasting with green shadows we have a variety of line widths things that are close up have a very thick line things that are far away have a thin line we have a lot of hatching and cross hatching even like stippling types of effects uh, there's an amazing shot of this mystical key that is sparkling but it's bathed in a white light that is drowning out the sparkles. The sparkles are colorized, but muted because of the bright white light, and any sparkles that are outside of that radiant glow are full color. Kind of hard to explain. You've got to see it. At first, when I read the very first panels, we have the main character jumping up through the various parts of the mountain, and I thought there were too many sound effects. We have a hurt, H-R-R-T, as he as he grabs the ledge and then spick, S-P-K-Q, S-P-Q-K, as, as his fingers hit. There's also a little stream with the sound effect, gurgle, gurgle. As the warrior comes closer to the door, we have huff, huff. And then he enters the darkness and says, hmm. So all of that are sound effects that are put in. And on first blush, I didn't, didn't like that. I thought like, show, don't tell. Imagine how this scene would have played with complete silence. The reader could have filled in the sound effects. But as I went through the book, as they mixed the sound effects with the visuals, I thought it all worked much better um, in the totality of it all. So I would retract that gripe. 
and then give the art a five and a half out of five. It's it's just amazing. It's this grotesque, mannered, cartoony style. Great detail. There's blood. There's viscera. There's violence. There's great expressions. There's muscular characters. There's lithe characters. There's old characters, young characters. It's great art. The plot. I'm going to say right away, I'm going to give the plot a 6 out of 5. Even though this is the very first headlopper I've ever read, and even though the prelude bits of text are kind of short, like I said, a great world was built visually and story-wise. The members of the adventure party have a great personality, well-defined. The big bad that is plotting all their deaths is pretty ominous. The king that hires the crew for an adventure is quite duplicitous. I think a great world was created, great characters, great action, great dialogue. It speaks, whether it be a charm of dead flesh or a pathetic life extended, I know not, but there is a hideous magic at play, exclaims the king when he sees the severed head of Agnes the Witch talking. So since there's only been 13 issues, I definitely want to go back to the previous issues and see what else has transpired, but I'm glad I at least picked up issue 1 of 4 of volume 4, which is issue 13, and the writer, who is also the artist, Andrew McLean, does a great job of this world building. That's why I give it such high marks. I really like this world. There are oftentimes in fiction worlds that, like, I wish I could be in that world. Uh, Project Aco is is one such world I wish I could be in. Um, the the video of uh, Green Day's Jesus of Suburbia, I wish I could be in that world. I wish I could be in this world, although it's kind of a grimy, dangerous world. Um, but it's such a well-crafted world that I want to be in it. So high marks for the plot. And therefore, lastly, enjoyability. It's also a perfect 5 out of 5. I enjoyed the book a lot. I want to go back and read some previous issues. I want to pour over the book again. As I'm doing the review and scanning the book during the review, I want to read it again, cover to cover. I want to put some background music. Maybe get get the soundtrack of some of you know Lord of the Rings or something and play that in the background or some John Williams music to, to enjoy. Um, it would be cool to really round out the package that if the creator had put some like recommended music choices in this that'd be really cool um, there was recently the book we live published that had a scannable barcode where you can go to their youtube channel and have a background music playing as you're reading the book that'd be really cool to enhance this one but i bet finding one of the great um conan soundtracks playing that in the background would also enhance things Nonetheless, without that, it is still a very enjoyable book, 5 out of 5. And so that's what I'm reading this week, Headlopper number 13. Should you get it or shred it? I'm definitely recommending get it. If you want cool art, interesting characters, a good starting point, even though it's issue 13, swords and sorcery adventure with magic thrown in, this is definitely a book to check out. With only 13 issues available, it should not be too difficult to find the previous issues, which I'm sure are also in a trade paperback, to catch up. So highly recommend it. Get it. 
So those are my thoughts on this book. What about yours? Have you ever heard of Headlopper before? Have you read it yourself? Have you picked up single issues or maybe trades? Tell me about it in the comments. Do you have any recommendations where I should start back at the beginning or maybe jump to a certain plot or anything adjacent to this genre? Tell me about it in the comments. I'd love to hear it. Also think about going over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcompost, where you will find the video versions of these podcasts. Spoiler alert, I don't have a video version of this one. Sorry, I really wanted to do one, but my schedule was pretty packed today, so there's only the audio version. But you definitely have to see this book to believe it. If you go to the Patreon for free and follow, you will be alerted to everything that I do about comic books the many comic-related videos and content that I publish every week. Be alerted to that for free at the Patreon. Think about pledging at $1 to unlock exclusives, such as the, the giveaways that I do that can only be accessed if you are a patron. And at the $2 range, I will actually mail you some comic books from my collection in appreciation for pledging. Pledging helps your favorite creators if we give you any sort of fun and enjoyment, think about tossing a coin at your old witcher over on Patreon. If you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Click that free follow button, reply, share, like, all that good stuff. I really appreciate that as well. So this week I read Headlopper number 13, volume 4, one of four published in 2020 by Image Comics. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.